Gracious and holy, everlasting God, we thank you for the gift of this day, for the gift of your Holy Spirit that flows in and through our congregation, and for the gift of your Holy Word that speaks anew to us each and every day, each year. Lord, we thank you for the gift of resurrection, and we pray that you would help us to understand it anew this morning. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Christ is risen. risen Thank you. I'm going to need a little help this morning, so let's try that again. I'll raise my hand so you don't miss it. Christ is risen. risen Thank you. Christ is risen. So why does today feel like yesterday? (laughs) Or last week even? Today's Easter Sunday, and Jesus Christ is raised So I would have expected some kind of significant change. If not a miracle, at least a a breakthrough of some sort, some hint of a new creation. But this morning I checked the news and it doesn't seem like much is really new. You know, there's still, Russia is still waging war in Ukraine. Polar ice caps are still melting. Inflation is still at a 40-year high. We continue to deal with mass shootings and COVID and the antics of Florida man. Florida man throws alligator through drive-thru window. Florida man attacked by squirrel while taking a selfie. (laughs) Silly Florida man. Hasn't he heard that Christ is risen? Thank you. And this resurrection story from the Gospel of Mark, it doesn't seem much different from what came before either. It's some of the same characters making some of the same mistakes. I would have expected a more uplifting conclusion to this discipleship journey. For instance, take these three women who showed up at the tomb. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, Salome. We've met these ladies before. They're not as well known as Peter, James, and John. But they were a part of the larger band of disciples all along. These were some of the folks who supported Jesus' ministry in the background. It could even be said that they were the ones who were most Christ-like, since they lived lives of humble service, which is what Jesus taught and modeled for us. And these women appear more faithful than the men, too, seeing as how they did not abandon Jesus at the cross the way that the others had. Even in death, here they had come to give Jesus a proper burial. Of course, it was the women who would do these things. We all know that women tend to be more devoted and faithful in general. Amen? Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's worth worth pointing out that there was another person who helped with Jesus' burial too. A guy named Joseph of Arimathea. He was a wealthy council member who donated a tomb for interning Jesus' body. He is often praised for having been so generous. Though with Joseph, it's not super clear if the tomb, the interment, was actually a good thing. After all, Jesus, he hadn't asked for a tomb. And the fact that these women came along right afterwards intending to give Jesus a proper burial suggests that Joseph had not done the right thing at least according to these women. But then again, Jesus 
hadn't said anything about wanting, really wanting to be buried at all. What he had said was that he was going to rise from the dead. So how is sealing him in a tomb or embalming his dead body going to help with that? It appears on close reading that none of these people were doing the right thing. Not the men or the women. Instead of trusting Jesus' promise of resurrection, it's more like they were putting the final nail in his coffin. So maybe these women weren't so faithful after all. Maybe they were just like the other disciples who had already betrayed Jesus. I recall Jesus scolding another couple of followers later on, saying to them, How foolish you are and slow to believe. In Mark's gospel, that's how these three women continue to appear even after the resurrection. When they get to the graveyard, they find the tomb having been opened and a strange man inside who's dressed like a martyr. Don't be afraid, says this man. And he tells them that the crucified Jesus has been raised from the dead. The messenger instructs them to go and tell others that Jesus will meet them in Galilee just as he had promised. Now you'd think that these three women would have been ecstatic about this good news. It was wonderful news. Their friend and teacher had risen from the dead. And yet these disciples still didn't seem to get it. Instead, they did the opposite of what they had been asked to do. The messenger said, Don't be afraid. But still, they ran away, terrified. The messenger said, go and tell. But St. Mark claims that these three women didn't say anything to anyone. They just run away, like the other disciples had. It's almost like one more betrayal, even after the resurrection. As if still, nothing has changed. I imagine Mary and Mary and Salome fleeing the empty tomb in bewilderment, trying to make sense of all that had happened. They must have looked around on their way out of Jerusalem and noticed that the Romans were still oppressing their people. The poor were still on the streets begging. Sickness and death were still everywhere. Everyone they'd known who had tried to do the right thing, to make a difference, to bring about some kind of change, they had all fallen short and failed in one way or another. And now it seemed like they were too. And yet, and yet the man in white had said that Jesus is risen. He is risen anyway, in spite of all these failures. So perhaps the story isn't over. It sounds like maybe it could be just beginning. So what would it, what would it be like to start over again? To begin again, this time with the benefit of knowing what the whole journey entails. Would you go? 
to meet Jesus back in Galilee. The guy in the tomb, the mysterious messenger or martyr or angel, he had said that Jesus was waiting for them in Galilee, back where they had all first met. So I imagine the women started to remember what it was like back then in the beginning when they had first met Jesus. The hope and the excitement of those early days. When this itinerant rabbi had come to town to announce the reign of God, how some people had thought he was a prophet and other people just thought he was a crazy street preacher. No one really knew that Jesus was the actual Son of God. But now these three women, they had seen for themselves since they'd been there the whole time. When Jesus had cried out on the cross to God his Father and the sky had turned black. And this morning, how the stone had been rolled away, the grave clothes neatly stacked where his body should have been. What if Jesus is alive? Everything that he taught them started to make more sense in light of this revelation. Loving enemies even when it hurts. Forgiving others simply for the sake of forgiveness. Clearing financial debts. Setting prisoners free. Binding up the brokenhearted. Surely this was the Son of God is the Son of God. The disciples couldn't see it before, couldn't really believe that the way to God's peaceable kingdom involved death on a cross. But if the crucified one is risen, then surely nothing can stop his revolution of love. Even death itself will be overcome. Yes, there is still suffering and evil in the world, but the Son of God is also still here, working to heal and reconcile and make all things new. That's what Jesus has always been about. From the earliest days in Galilee until now, God took on flesh to begin repairing and restoring all of creation. And Christ died not just to save the good people or the faithful people, if there is such a thing, but so that everyone would have a chance to join in this new and everlasting kind of life. Even those who had crucified Him. So I like to think we can excuse these three ladies for having needed some time to process to uh, get their heads around the idea of the resurrection. The church has been working on it for a couple thousand years and we still don't understand it completely. Sometimes the call of God is so intimidating and overwhelming that we too simply run away or turn away in various ways various degrees. 
Because resurrection can be scary if it means facing the same painful journey all over again. And yet still God says to us also, be not afraid. Have courage. Take heart for Christ is risen. The one who has endured all things goes ahead of us, goes before us. Christ promises to be with us in all things. Even if we continue to be fearful or foolish or Floridians, our God is endlessly faithful. And praise be to God that we have another chance to join in the movement. The charge to us is the same as it was to those first disciples so long ago. Go and tell. Help spread the good news that Christ is risen. risen That the stone has been rolled away. That death has been denied. And that we have been invited to begin again. To do justice and love mercy and walk humbly with our God to be agents of reconciliation and love in the midst of a broken and hurting world. Praise God that we have been given this opportunity and invitation to participate in Christ's kingdom of love because this is exactly what we need to move from death into life. A sense of purpose, a sense of hope, For instance, have you ever found yourself stuck in a rut? Usually for me that happens after a loss or a failure or a setback of some kind. It's easy to get stuck thinking about everything that went wrong, what continues to go wrong. It sometimes can feel like there's no good way forward. Perhaps a dream has died. And it's hard to imagine that anything will ever change for the better. But into this desolation, someone says that Christ is risen. risen And we are assured that the story is not over. The old may be dead and gone, but a new life has begun. And all we have to do to take hold of this hope is to go and tell it for ourselves. This is how we get unstuck, by telling it ourselves, by sharing it, not as an obligation or an ultimatum, but as an everlasting invitation to join in proclaiming the truth that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Yes, the the powers of darkness continue to rage throughout the world with violence in Ukraine and New York and Chicago. But Christ is risen. risen Yes, the children of God continue to destroy creation with greenhouse gas emissions and plastics in the ocean and species driven to extinction. But Christ is risen. risen Yes, we continue to struggle with challenges in work and family and physical health. The kingdom of God can sometimes feel a long way off. But take heart, friends, for Christ is risen. risen Indeed, Indeed, we have this hope, this faith, this love 
and it has the power to change everything. It is the very power of God for those who believe. Amen?